What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of August Love Story, the podcast. I'm your host, Tommy T, and this is my beautiful co-host, my wife, the one and the only, Artika <laughs> T. What's up, baby? <laughs> Did I consent to being Artika T? <laughs> that's, what, that's what you always be like, Artika T. I'm Tommy T, you Artika T. I'm just trying to figure well, out anyway, I consent to that. Artika over here. Um, this episode is about the village. Um, we were we were talking about our village um, earlier this week and just the expectations that people have when it comes to your village. And when I'm when I mean what I mean about your village is the people that help that are around you to help with your family and help rear your children. Yeah, rear your children and and everything like that. So um the people that are considered truly family, um, you know, in your eyes, be it friends, actual blood family, um, and stuff like that. So um yeah. So what are your your expectations or some of the expectations that you've had from other people, like what people have thought that you should do as being a part of their village? I think the the most is to love their kids like that's just like first and foremost. Um, I'm not going to say I was one of the last but I was one of the last of my friends to have kids. I have a few friends that don't have kids now, but I'm bringing up the rear. Mm -hmm. And um, those that had kids before me, I don't think that we had high expectations for helping out with the kids, but it was absolutely when we're around each other, like love on my kids, like treat them like they're your family, like, like, you know, we're they're going to grow up together because essentially our kids, even though most of my friends and I don't live in the same state, um, when we get to go home and we get to do things, we always make sure we see the kids yeah. like um, I miss one of my closest friends birthing her daughters by like. 36 hours because I had to go back to school. Another friend, I went to the hospital right after she had her C-section. Like we've been around for the births. And even though the kids don't see us day in and day out, we like try to make sure we check on the kids. We embrace them as a family member. Like I'm auntie. Yeah, yeah. And your uncle by default. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that would be my first and foremost thing is to make sure that, like, there's love there. Like, I would even go so far with our child that I don't think I have an issue with my friends correcting my child. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that everybody doesn't raise their kids the same way or rear their kids the same way. So... Um, the discipline aspect of it is different because some people believe in spanking kids. Some people don't. Some people talk to their kids a little bit crazier than I'm comfortable with. <laughs> um, but all across the board, like I believe in correcting children. Mm. Like let's have those conversations of right and wrong yeah. because I think that we can agree 
on what's right and what's wrong. Right, right. And you can say what's wrong to a child without it being um, chastising them mm-hmm. or with the parents feeling like you're doing too much with their kid. But absolutely correcting the child and loving the child are two like big ones. Right. Okay, so my next question is um because you know, I'm I'm pretty much this on the same level as you when it comes to the village and the expectation from the village and from me. So my next question is is you brought up uh discipline. Mm-hmm. Um do you have the conversation like how do you like for me I the way I use my village is I talk and ask for suggestions or what did you do here because like you a lot of my friends have like pretty much their children are older than my child obviously um, right <laughs> so um do you how do you talk to them or do you talk to them about um discipline their the the child and and what the expectation is when it comes to disciplining the child Absolutely. I have those conversations about um, strategies. Mm. Um, One of my friends, and it wasn't that she was asking for advice or I was asking for advice. We were literally discussing um, her working through her child telling the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, The conversation was essentially that she has a child who used to lie when she got caught doing things that she wasn't supposed to do. And so they have since as parents told her that she needs to tell the truth and she won't necessarily get in trouble. So now the strategy for this child is, I know I did it and I was wrong, but I told you the truth about it. Right. So she was essentially and of course, it wasn't asking me for advice, but she was working through how mm. they were going to discipline effectively with that, because even though you told the truth, you still did something that you weren't supposed to do. Right. And those are things that we don't think about in the moment of saying, hey, you're not going to get in trouble. We're just like, I want you to tell me the truth. I want you to feel comfortable telling me the truth. But the child is looking at it like, look, I did what you asked me to do. I told you the (laughs) truth. There should be no repercussions behind this. So what's up? So um, I think that like as a friend circle, we look to each other for those things or to at least talk it through. Even if you're not saying, hey, what did you do? Because you're in a different predicament from me. What do you think? Or listen to this and like maybe give an opinion (laughs) because a lot of the times you just you honestly don't know. And you're not you don't know until you're faced with it. Most of us are going through whatever stage our child is currently in for the first time. Like we didn't have another child before that to like navigate with Mm -hmm. or seeing a sibling navigate with kids. Like I have nothing but nephews. So I've never like watched anybody in my like close family um, have a daughter. 
So like the way that things are done with daughters is a little different. And I mean, people were always telling me how delicate little girls are. And I'm like, not my child. (laughs) I don't have a delicate daughter. I don't know where that comes from because that didn't come out of me. Right. (laughs) So being able to like reach out to people and say, hey, what do you think about this? Can you help me with this? Or even just listen to me. (laughs) Like that's that's part of my village expectation as well. Yeah. Like help me help me. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. And and I I see it as being a very important thing when it comes to family Mm -hmm. is the village. Like the village has to be there in support of the child when the child is doing right, when the child is doing wrong. When the child is indifferent or or don't have the question, when the child doesn't feel comfortable talking to their parents about something, they should be able to reach out to the village and say, hey, this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is my thoughts on it. Um, my next question um, is. I've struggled with this when it came to um, certain people in my family, but. How do you express that you love someone, but you keep them at a distance, but you're still a part of their village? You have to establish uh, boundaries for yourself, um, knowing what you're not going to get involved in. I think like a great example, and this isn't a child example. This is an adult example. Some people make bad decisions when it comes to spouses. Yeah. and. I'm not saying marrying the person was the bad decision, but sometimes you have people that are blatant cheaters Mm -hmm. or um, just overall disrespectful. And you have to draw a line in the sand of what you're going to deal with as far as them reaching out, because you can have a family member that calls you and cries about their husband or about their wife every week and you get all riled up and have all these emotions and now you don't like this person yeah. but they're still in love with them. Right, right. So it's like you have to just step back and be like you know what? Y'all gonna be in love. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be over here. If you invite me to the barbecue if I know that they act the fool when they drink I'm not coming. Right. But invite me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we only do public outings with you guys. Right, right. So you I guess you have to you have to accept people where they are mm-hmm. on whatever part of the spectrum that they are in your life and set the boundary that says I am going to be here for you up until this point. You can't cross this line with me, whatever that line in the sand is. It might be about children. It might be about spouses. It might be about a job. Like there are so many different things that you can draw a line in the sand for. A lot of times it's about money. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like there is a absolute. You can $10 me to death, but I'm never going over that. Yeah. <laughs> you can ask to borrow me $10, borrow $10 from me 20 times, yeah. and you might get it 20 times, but if you ask for 11, the answer is absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> so you, it's literally a boundary that you have to set in your yeah. mind. Don't ask me for $20 or $10 or if I, I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> just saying. Just in case somebody was thinking about it. Yeah. Um. Nah, that's dope, man. What? 
just the whole idea of the village because we've all heard it takes a village. It takes a village. Just the idea of forming your village mm-hmm. and and getting people in support of you because it takes that support to really um, figure out what it is that you're trying to do and what direction to actually go because there's no there's no rule book on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's no you do it this way and this is the result you get. You can do everything that somebody did, but then you get a completely different result. Um, and that's just the the Russian roulette of life. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I think about all the time is who's included in our village. Mm-hmm. Who's the and how do we choose those people? Because um, like with me, my friends from 10 years ago are not the people that I hang out with every day now. You don't hang out with anybody every day, but I mean, like, you know, (laughs) but you you know what I'm saying? But Mm -hmm. like, they're still friends and they're still part of my village. But then I meet new people that I'm really close with and they're part of my village. So absolutely. You know what? what, Like, I guess it it comes to the boundary setting Mm -hmm. part that you, you know, hey, well, we only go so far with this person Mm -hmm. versus going so far with this person. There's not a lot of people that I'm just like, oh, Lily can stay with this person. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, And that's (laughs) friends and family, like included. There's just not a ton of people that she can just freely go with and I'm not gonna be like I need to see y'all like how far away are you taking her but I think for the most part those people are the exact same Mm. in both of our lives like as far as your friends and family go as far as my friends and family go like I think that um like for example when we got married you had godsons yeah I fully um Except their mother yeah. taking Lily. Yeah. And I wouldn't think twice about it. If yeah. she said, hey, I'm taking the boys to XYZ. Can Lily come too? Go ahead. Right. Not a problem. But then there's other people that you think of that you're just like. Yeah. I need to call an audible. Let's have a conversation <laughs> about this real quick. Let's talk about this. Hold it. I don't know. But you and. I use her as an example because like she is a friend who has become family, Mm -hmm. but I don't have an issue with her saying, hey, I'm going to do this. This is going to happen. If Lily comes to her house, Lily gets corrected just like her kids. Her kids come here. They get corrected just like Lily. There's no, I won't say disciplining because... There's discipline, but there's no spankings right, or anything right. like that going on. Like, I'm not putting my hands on your kid. Right. I'm not putting my hands on my kid. Right. But you have that aspect of this is part of our village. For all intents and purposes, these are Lily's brothers. Mm-hmm. Like, they call her their little sister. Yeah. So these are her god brothers, and they're going to grow up together and more of a cousin dynamic, yeah, but still, yeah. those are her brothers. Yeah. And she's treated like a sister with them, and they're treated like her brother when they come around yeah. here. They were your boys before you got a kid. They, st- they still are my boys. <laughs> they still are your boys, <laughs> even though one of them is probably taller than you. <laughs> probably. <laughs> oh, so, man. I want to take it a step past our village for Lily and take it in reverse. Who are some of the people that you remember as a kid from your village growing up? Um, 
man, like my uncle, Dion, mm-hmm. of course. Um, some of my mom's friends, mm-hmm. you know, I don't remember their names, but <laughs> <laughs> well, my Thank uncle Dion, man, he he for me, he's done a lot. Mm-hmm. And he's still doing and a he lot. He still does a lot. And and you <laughs> know, that was the the main thing. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to my niece, mm-hmm. you know, because it's only me and my sister. And for a time, it was my focus wasn't on my nieces. Mm-hmm. Or my at that time, it was just, it was just, the just oldest niece. my oldest niece. And when I got with <laughs> you and we talked about it and everything like that. And, you know, as I moved on and me and my sister got a lot closer and stuff like that, I realized how important my Uncle Dion was. Mm-hmm. And... um I was like, everybody deserves an Uncle Dion, mm-hmm. you know, and I mod- I mirrored myself around the things that I knew that he done, he had done for me. Yeah. And, you know, it's now to hear him say, hey, man, I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. It means a lot. I love Terry. <laughs> and I call his Uncle Dion Terry. No, that's not his name. No, but it's not. It's a running joke and it's been going on for what, like two, <laughs> two three, three years? years now. And it's still funny to us, yeah. me and him. Yeah. Everybody else is kind of like, I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I call him Terry. Yeah. But, um, you know, just seeing how he was and, and how he is now, mm-hmm. you know, um, it it warms my heart to say to hear him say that he's proud of me or mm-hmm. or I see what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Just to be that. And I always in response to it, I'm like, I'm all, I'm glad that I can make you proud, mm-hmm. you know, um, because it's a, it's honestly a reflection of him. You know, in the parts of my life that he he helped with mm-hmm. and not saying that the rest of my uncles, because all my uncles played a major part. My aunts played a major part. But f- for me and Dion, it's a special relationship because he's been there to guide. Mm-hmm. And when, he's still there to and guide. And he's still there to guide, but he's been there to guide when no one else was there. It's something about y'all's relationship is really cute. And I just thought about it because recently he got upset about something. I don't know what it was. I yeah. didn't listen to the conversation yeah. at all, but he called you and essentially said, am I tripping? Right. <laughs> and it, it's nice to see yeah. the roles reverse yeah. where he can call you and say, hey, listen to this real quick and tell me if I'm crazy. Yeah. And you do the exact same thing to him. Right. Like you call right. him and say, hey, this is what happened. Let me tell you about it real quick. And how should I right. how should I, I have reacted versus how I reacted? And usually he's like, you did good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you do get that aspect of now as a a man, he can call you in the inverse and be like, (laughs) hey, what would you have done with this? (laughs) And I I think that's really cool that you guys have that relationship today. Yeah. And I I feel like, man, with, (laughs) with that, now that, you know, you got me thinking about it, I feel like that's the way a village should be run Mm -hmm. because it doesn't stop once the child turns 18. Right. It doesn't stop once we move away from each other because I don't live 
near them. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't stop then. It, it's continuous. And your village is your village. This is who's behind you. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, um, I really want to say I appreciate my village that, you know, that's with me now and, and, and the people that's, you know, in support of me mm-hmm. now because it takes that. Mm-hmm. It takes us all coming together and, and really figuring it, figuring this thing called life out. So I appreciate you guys. Um, same question to you. Um, who's from your childhood that, you know? One person that sticks out as a non-family member is my mom's best friend. Yeah. Bunny. She came clutch with them uh, cuffs, though. <laughs> and <laughs> as you see, like, she tells everybody, because her and Lily have the same first name. Yeah. She tells everybody Lily has her first name. Yeah. That's her god grandbaby. <laughs> and my mom calls her her youngest grandson her god grandbaby mm. because we are the inverse. Like her twin daughters are my mom's godchildren, yeah. and I'm her goddaughter. But and they both have sons. My brother and her son are around the same age. I think they're like two years apart. Yeah. And it's funny that you've met both of her kids and I mean, all three of her kids, but you haven't met like all of my uncles. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Like, that's crazy to think of. I talked to most of them, though, except one. Yeah, you haven't met my Uncle Lawrence. Yeah. Um, But having Bunny around, even in adulthood, like she's been to our home. Yeah. She like we you haven't been to her house, but that's because it's far. When we get to Memphis, like her house is still far yeah. from mama's house. But um, like they were at our wedding. We see them every year. We go to Memphis for Christmas. Whenever they make a trip to Atlanta, we always find a way to meet up with each other. And like even now, she's still part of my village at 33 years old. Right, right. That's one person that absolutely sticks out. Um, and of course, my aunt. Um, has been a person that I've been able to call to learn how to cook things mm. that I never made before that my mom doesn't make. So my mom doesn't have a vantage point on helping. Like my mom doesn't eat greens. I know that's weird. <laughs> and I couldn't ask my mom how to make them as a, you know, young adult because she didn't make them. So I called my aunt and my aunt talks me through recipes, but she does the same thing for all of my cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, And she's actually the one who all of us have stories about being sick as kids and her being the one to take care of us. (laughs) So, like, I remember when I got chicken pox, I got to sleep in her bed for a week because my mom was pretty much like, I still have to go to work. I can't take off work for a week while she can't go to school. My aunt was like, well, just bring her over here. And so I went to my grandparents' house every day. Stay with my aunt. My aunt took care of me every day. Yeah. <laughs> Gave me my oatmeal baths. Waited on me hand and foot. Cut, made my sandwiches. Cut them. She didn't <laughs> cut corner to corner. But she made my sandwiches. And, you know, she did all those things. So those are two people that, like, absolutely stand out. That were there. That were in my everyday life. Mm. That I saw all the time. And even now, with me being a parent, they're in my child's everyday life, even though she doesn't get to see them every day. Like they call, they check on Mm her. Um, They want to video chat with her and things like that. That's dope, man. Mm -hmm. Thank you to the village. (laughs) Um, You're so dramatic. I know it, man. (laughs) 
Um, do we have any listener letters for today? We do. So please send your listener letters to our August Love Story at gmail.com and we may read it aloud on the show. So today's listener letter says my boyfriend wants to get married, but he does not want to buy me an engagement ring. Money is not an issue. He has a great job. He has a home and he also drives a luxury car. He just wants us to have simple gold bands. I want a diamond ring. He thinks diamonds are a waste of money and that the jewelry industry is a scam. The more we argue about this, the more he makes me look materialistic. How can we compromise? Just get the bands. The compromise will be a diamond band. And I'm not saying a a big, like, I'm not saying an engagement ring. Yeah. But, like, I have a diamond band. Yeah. And they, it wasn't an expensive band, but it was a diamond band. And honestly, the diamond band that I picked costs less than the gold band that I was looking at. Mm. Because at first I was going to get a plain gold band and then I found the diamond band and it was less expensive. So I would like plead my argument with examples. And this is from like, I am someone who worked in the uh, jewelry industry from 2008 to like 2014. I sold jewelry. So like I have a working knowledge of diamonds. I have a working knowledge of most gemstones. And to be completely honest, when you get a diamond band, you're not getting great quality diamonds. So it's honestly just for the show to say I have a diamond band, which is why I was going to get a white gold band. But then I found a diamond band that was cheaper than the white gold band. So why not? Yeah. Like I'm being economical in this right, point right. and I'm getting a diamond band. And that was and that was the thing. It's um like when it comes to I think the rings are are important. Mm-hmm. Um like for us it was <laughs> I knew you worked in the in the industry, the jewelry industry. So trying to impress you with a big ring didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. So it was like well, you gotta have the hope diamond to impress me. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I've seen it all. Yeah. So for me, it was more so of I don't have a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? I, I do have some money set aside for it because I knew I was ready to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't know how to like what Pick to a get. Diamond. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, you know, it was kind of it was kind of easier because <laughs> me and you looked at some rings. Mm-hmm. And me and you, you know, we went went out and did our little thing or whatnot, and and finally got that ring. Mm-hmm. Um, to answer the question though, I don't feel like a ring can always be replaced. A ring can the, always be upgraded, right? Too. That too. You need to focus more on the actual. Why y'all getting married? Mm-hmm. The 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 why behind the ring, mm-hmm. you know, because the ring is just a symbol of of it's a it's a representation of of a marriage. Mm-hmm. Figure out why you getting married. Figure out what it is about this person that you want um, to spend the rest of your life with. Um, 
do counseling because I mean, like, that's a small thing to be like, I'm not going to get married because he won't buy me this ring or, right. or she, she wants she wants this ring and, and I want to get her that ring. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's not a huge thing Mm-mm. because half the time our ticket don't even wear her ring. Like now, she don't even have a ring on. I, don't, I know where it is, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's like, you know, for me, I wear my ring mm-hmm. and I feel naked without it, but I never wore jewelry like that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but now I'm just used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I, I wore a ring on that finger even before we got married. Yeah. So I, no. I, I should feel naked without yeah. it, but I don't, weirdly enough. Like a lot of people get offended for it. You know, oh, they don't got their ring on. I'll be like, man, it is what it is. I know mm-hmm. she married. I got the license. Mm-hmm. It's right here. I got my name on it. <laughs> my name and your name. Right. So, um, I feel like for that, you know, you don't get caught up on the little things because that's one of the the small details. So yeah, it's huge. It's a big symbol, but it's just, it's definitely a small detail in the whole scheme of things as far as like the marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like people fighting, fussing and fighting over the wedding. Like the wedding is only a party for other people. Other people. You know what I'm saying? I had fun at my wedding. Though. I had a blast at my wedding. I'm not saying for nobody not to have their wedding, but yeah, it's designed for other people. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess, and I have one more suggestion for compromise. Go for it. Um, which is kind of along the lines of what I was saying. Ask for a dollar amount. Yeah. Because if you get a nice, like, quality gold band, you could be spending a thousand dollars on mm-hmm. it. And if that's the case, take that thousand dollars and go buy you the comparable diamond ring that would fit your thousand dollar budget. Right. I'm not telling you to go out and spend ten, fifteen thousand dollars on something because honestly, what's the point? Right. But I would absolutely like take the time and if he thinks that diamonds are forever. I guess a scam. That would <laughs> yeah. be the way that right, right, you right. would probably word that. If he feels like diamonds are a scam or the jewelry industry is a scam, find a way to figure out what was the dollar amount that he would have spent and find you something in that um, dollar amount. Or even like settle on something like a gemstone because honestly and truly rubies and sapphires cost more than diamonds if you get a good one. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> if the money is the thing, because I, I can't tell if you're being materialistic or if you just really want a diamond. Yeah. Because if you just really want a diamond, you can go make a $9.99 special work because they have those at all the major jewelry stores. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't even worry about being materialistic. All of us have some type of materialism in us mm-hmm. um, when it comes to certain things, but if that's the way he feel, that goes back to what I was saying, man. You need to talk about these issues because it's you're being materialistic about this, but what else are you being materialistic? Or is your materialism too much for him to handle? Mm-hmm. Because if anything is a is is something he can't accept in the beginning of it, mm-hmm. I mean, you come you come if y'all go any further, it's just gonna get worse and worse. So, um, that's true. Hopefully that helps. You got anything else about it? Mm-mm. Hopefully that helps you um, with 
that issue. It's all about compromising conversations. Um, so allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> so what's our quote for the uh for the episode today? Um, so I picked today's artist because of Kev on stage. All right. Um, <laughs> he released a video about another artist, I guess, yeah, making man, a parody. I, no, I don't think it was a parody. I he just was just I trying just, to be an improved version yeah, of I, this guy. I don't know what this guy was doing. He did a lot though. Yeah, he definitely and did. He's teal. So, yeah. uh, how do you pronounce his last name? It's Toby uh-huh. Nwinge. I ain't sure. <laughs> N-W-I-G-W-E. We've seen Toby live a couple of times. Yeah, we He's have. An amazing artist. He puts on a great show. Very, very much so. Um, And he loves his wife and yes, his does. kids. Yes, he, and he <laughs> does not curse. It's kids now? It's, yeah, it's the kids. second baby has been yeah. born? Okay. Kids. And he does not curse in his music, man. Shout out Which to him. Which is pretty cool and hard to come by. Shout out Toby, Fat, and Nail, the whole game. So he knows like all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like Toby. <laughs> um, so in the song I'm Dope, he says, most of these sheeple move like clones. That's why I be on my own. My mama thought I was a joke, but Miss Badu told me I'm dope. Yeah, I'm dope. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm dope. dope. <laughs> Miss Badu told me I'm dope. dope. Man, that's a dope song too. It's cool. <laughs> I can catch the tune here and there right, right, when it's right. playing. <laughs> but like Toby has a lot of energy. He's a person that I have enjoyed. Yeah, going you to remember see. We live. went to one music fest and like as soon as we walked in, they were he on was stage. on stage. Yes. I was like. Beelines. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, who else on right now? He was like, I'm going over here. Right. <laughs> and then he came, I think, the following yeah, year the as well. Year. Yeah. So we've seen him a couple of times, and Tommy was, I don't know, it was something happened. We yeah. bought some tickets. Yeah, I ain't got the tickets, but I couldn't make it to the show, man. Yeah, I was way still too pregnant su- to care. Still supported, though. <laughs> I was way too pregnant to care. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well guys uh, that's the end of the episode man I appreciate you guys for listening to another episode of August Love Story the podcast Um, follow us on all (laughs) social media August Love Story all of the links are down below if you're watching this video on YouTube if not YouTube August Love Story 3ampmediastudios.com Backslash August Love Story. Um, we are on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify in the podcast section. All of those say August Love Story. Instagram, Facebook, August Love Story. My name is Artika on social media. This guy is I am Tommy T the third. Yep, on Instagram. On Instagram. On Instagram, straight flexing. And that's it. I got to do better about posting on Instagram. Yeah, you do. Yes, you do. Um, <laughs> Well, guys, like I said, thank you. And we're out. Peace. Bye. Bye.